Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 95, Streptococcus version. I have streptococcus. Oh, I hate that word. I know. I actually really like it. I can't even pretend I don't. It's a fun <laughs> word to say. We're very ill. This is the sick girly edition. Yeah, she has like an actual illness, and then I have just <laughs> the monthly illness. It's our curse for being a woman, as because we don't have enough of them, so they just needed to make sure. And honestly, we I feel like I jinxed it because I feel like recently I said that I have been pretty fine lately, but medicine delivery sorry <laughs> yeah i need to take my medicine or i will actually not be able to swallow in about 30 minutes i have to be honest there is something very poetic about this episode can you guess what it is it's, you're making me think too hard no <laughs> <laughs> one of the things we're gonna be talking about in this episode well two things we're gonna be talking about in this episode are people that i've always had a bad feeling about and one of them is one that we've spoken about on this show and got quite a lot of criticism for speaking negatively about. And when we recorded that episode, if we're talking about Christy Carlson Romano, spoiler alert, when we recorded that episode, that was like our second ever episode, something like that. I had COVID. Did we get a lot of criticism? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I remember that was like the first time I was like, oh, shit. Like, did we say something fucked up? That was our birth of like, you're mean girls. You're just making fun of someone for no reason. And it's hard to explain. Like, I'm not making fun of someone for no reason. I've always just known in my heart that there was something off about her. And I was right. And today we get that confirmation. And there's something very poetic about me being sick in that episode and sick in this episode. So so poetic. <laughs> I mean, what are the chances? Every time I talk about Christy Carlson Romano, I'm sick. That's, mm, there's something there. When we get to that topic, I do want to cover our coverage of it because I think... I think we were, you know, unfairly judged. I thought you were going to say unfairly me, and I was like, okay, she did weird walk and talk videos. Those weren't worthy of judgment. No, what's crazy is that the topic today kind of confirms the feelings, like the gut feelings we had about her. And like- she's a clout goblin? Yes, that's literally it. But it's actually way deeper than that, and we'll get into it. But we have three topics. I don't know which one we want to start with. You can just choose. We have Matt Reif, which I am, ooh, I've been- I've been waiting to get in the ring with that one. Christy Carlson Romano with the whole Alexa Nichols like drama. It's mm -hmm. really bad. It's not even drama. It's just like sad and like, why would you do that? And then um, Colleen. Oh, yeah. I was like wondering which one was the third one. It's Colleen. How could we forget? Yeah. She came back to the internet. That one, I don't know if that's going to be like disappointing to some people. It's not going to be like a super long, like I feel like everybody's covered it. I don't have a ton to add to the conversation. Like, yes, we're going to talk about it, obviously, because we've covered her extensively on this podcast, but like. What more is there to say? Should we just start with that one? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm down. Um, yeah, so if you guys missed it, Colleen has returned to the internet. And I believe it's been how many months since the ukulele? Three? Four months ago was her high video, aka the ukulele video. There's only like three minutes of this fall vlog. That's what it's called, fall vlog, that she references anything that happened. I feel like we can get through it pretty quickly, but knowing us, you know, sometimes we don't. We have a lot to uh, say. But I think that... We're on the same page here for sure. Like when I saw it, I was just like, I roll. But other than that, I mean, what did we expect? So let's just get into it. We could just start watching it. Hello, everybody. 
Uh, sorry I've been gone for so long. I've really missed this. I've missed talking to everyone every single day. Um, obviously, the last video that I posted on here um, is really embarrassing, to say the least. I was being accused of some pretty awful things, and I just... <laughs> I'd do it. Sorry, but um, interesting, you could say. Way to start off by saying she was being accused still of some horrible things. Accused. Not that she did some horrible things, just that she was accused. What's crazy about this is like, there is so much evidence online from so many different people. And there's also evidence of like crimes, you know, yeah. like the whole Trisha Paytas distribution of P word to minors. Like, it's just like, girl, these aren't like wild accusations that people were throwing out left and right. The fact that she still refers to it as accusations. I'm like, are you kidding? It's been that long and you still have, we can only say accusations. I was mad and, um, I should have handled that situation with maturity and empathy, but instead I just let my ego take over and I'm really disappointed in myself. Um, Wouldn't you think maybe you would take it down then? Oh my God, that was the first thing I was gonna say. I literally, as I was watching this, I put the video up and I went to her channel and I was like, okay, so well, she probably deleted it. Nope, it's still no, there. It's the still ukulele video is available for your watching right now. You're not that embarrassed then. Come on, let's just be honest. I mean, I would be greatly embarrassed, but like, it doesn't seem like she was embarrassed that she did it. She was embarrassed that it just went over really, really, really badly. Right. Here's what I want to say today. Um, over the last 15 years of my career, there have been moments where I was immature and inappropriate with some of my comedy. And there were times when I did not put enough thought into some of my fan interactions. And because of that behavior, people got hurt. And I am so sorry. I never wanted to hurt anybody, but it's clear that I did. And I feel so terrible about that. It's giving, I'm sorry that you were hurt by what I said, but like, I didn't mean it to be that way. I'm like, Okay. I'm sorry. As what? a theater kid, she did the little, like, um, it's when you're trying to be dramatic, but, like, you kind of, like, I never would have thought, like, that little, like, breathiness. It's very intentional. It's very monologue-ish. It gave me vibes of the fucking song when doesn't she have a part in it where she's oh, yeah. like, I've been on the internet this many years. It's like, yeah, you told us that already in song. The behavior, though, that she exhibited for so long is, like, it's so chronic and it was so intentional and it wasn't just a slip-up. It wasn't just one fan interaction. It wasn't a mistake. It's like, girl, if you're gonna sit and address it, then sit and address it. I just don't like to waste time. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, no, it wasn't just immature. It was well, she like doesn't waste too criminal. much time because she moves on after less than three minutes. Yeah, we're, we're almost done, yeah. actually. <laughs> the only thing positive I would say so far is that she isn't singing. Mm, true. I also feel like there's probably people who are disappointed or feel abandoned by me because of my silence over the last few months. Um, and I'm so sorry about that as well. I needed to take time to um, you make sure I, I was listening and learning as much as possible. And um, doesn't seem like I you did. needed to um, get the help that I needed to, to be okay. Um, I'm a mom first and foremost before anything else. And um, I needed to take care of my kids. So listen, I'm not giving her any grace. A lot of people found that to be super manipulative. I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. I mean, like, no matter what you want to say, and like, she has done so much horrendous shit, and there's so much evidence of it. Like, she is a person like that must have been like the amount of hate that she oh, got, absolutely. which yeah, it's warranted. I'm not saying it's not like that's 
really, really hard for a human being to deal with. And I have no doubt that she was going through it and being like, fuck, I still have to get up. I still have to be a parent. Like, I don't necessarily see this part as manipulative. I know a lot of people do. I see it as like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You fucked up and you went through a lot of shit and you were probably feeling like ass every day. I think it's probably less that, cause I totally agree. I think no human is like equipped to withstand that much negative attention, which I would argue that she's probably received one of the worst, I wouldn't say cancellations necessarily because look who's back but um just like public like humiliation yeah, and, and annihilation seriously. it was Absolutely. like really bad well i mean the fucking ukulele was unreal i mean it really was that just that made everything so much worse but it reminds me of when shane dawson got canceled but also not canceled he's also back when jada pinkett smith tweeted and was like shane dawson i was like oh shit his life is over like it felt like everything was done for him and again time just you know moves on and time heals all but then when you bring it back up and you're like i've listened i've done like have you though because it seems like that's bullshit is more of an apology for her lack of apology before and not that she didn't apologize i'm just referring to the ukulele thing (laughs) like you said i can't imagine going through the entire situation much less having kids and having to take care of your family but i also would argue that the reason she has been gone this long isn't just because she was busy taking care of her family. No, 100%. As we can see now, she's like fucking filming her family. I mean, actually, are they in it? I don't know. I didn't watch. No, they're not in this one. She goes on now to say also like the other stuff that she was doing. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to give her like an out or like say like just because you're a parent, you don't deserve criticism or anything like that. I think that, you know, she did really shitty things and she got a really shitty response. Like that's kind of how life works, especially when you're privileged enough to be in a position where you have that exposure to like millions of people play stupid games win stupid prizes yeah exactly so i'm just saying i don't find this particular statement to be necessarily manipulative like i don't think that was the intention i think there's reality there yeah yeah i think it's like yeah that makes sense but i think she could have spent a little more time before getting to that point oh yeah for sure that's where i've been and um but i'm back and i'm here now and um i am not a perfect person And there are plenty of things in my past that I wish I could go back and redo and... um, Like what? Fix (laughs) and change. Um, I don't have control over any of that. I don't have control over the things people say about me. I only have control over my actions moving forward. And so I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that I create a positive, kind, inclusive, safe space online with my content. I'm going to say right now, the only way, and I mean, the only way there's even a chance of that happening is Miranda Sings is gone. Like, she cannot come back. I guess she doesn't technically say that Miranda Sings is coming back. She doesn't really acknowledge that. Now she just says she's, like, going to be vlogging. Yeah, I can see her, though, just, like, in a couple months coming in with a random Miranda video. And it's like, whoa, whoa, uh -uh. she's not allowed here anymore. I think it's a convenient omission that she's not mentioning Miranda Sings in any of this. The fact that she doesn't mention anything specifically and she's like, I wish I could go back and fix things, like... Well, fix why that, do you though, wish you could because, go back? Like, I thought I thought there were just allegations and like I'm not needing her to go through a very specific bullet pointed list of like every single thing she's ever done wrong. But the fact that she's not even acknowledging some of the large, bigger ones like, yeah, there's some very obvious things you need to address that we've all witnessed in the past few months and we all know is true and we all know happened. So why don't you just focus on those? You know, we got at least about six. No, like four or five people that you should be addressing. I'm not sure what the 
the number's at right now, but there's like, there's some main characters you can go to and, and we'd like you to start there. Like, I feel like, what are we doing here? I would say maybe if she had gone to them privately and apologized, Bingo. but it, it doesn't seem like that happened. The people she's hurt are gonna watch this and feel like super slighted It's just another it, slap obviously. in the face. What she's doing here is mainly apologizing to the audience she has left. Yes. To kind of give them something to hold on to. That's really it, just to and make that. to make them like not feel bad for watching her basically. Exactly. And then they could say to other people like, well, she apologized. Exactly. Do you also think it's interesting that like, it's not like she's never apologized with specific examples before. Because remember that apology from like way yes. back? Mm -hmm. Like she was super specific, went through all of the things like in a True. bullet pointed list. So it's like, she knows how to do that. And that one, guess what? That actually did work. I mean, she lied in it, but. Yeah, she did lie in it for a second, but she did go through each one. And even yeah. if she lied, she at least talked about that situation. Yeah. It's like, can we not like beat around the bush? Like we're all not dumb. We know what's happened. And if you want to be a part of my journey online, I would love to have you. And if not, I completely understand. Um, I do not expect anyone to welcome me back with open arms. I don't expect to change anyone's mind with this video. I just wanted to come on here and say that I'm sorry and um, I wanted to try to show people that it's possible for someone to grow and learn and be better after making mistakes many, many years ago. Oh, <laughs> see that was manipulative as fuck like there's not manipulative parts or like not intentionally manipulative i believe but that was super super calculated for her to be like many many years ago girly pop oh well i mean that's always how it is yeah it's like remember in my other lifetime it's like no that was in this one no but also like the things that she's gotten caught for weren't her public i mean some of it was like miranda sings like public jokes and stuff but most of it was stuff going on behind the scenes so how are we supposed to know that your behavior has changed and you've grown when we don't see like are you gonna release all of your text conversations now because <laughs> well yeah from what we do know four months ago you were lying to trisha paytas exactly and saying that you never sent the nude yeah. pictures of her to minors and then you're like okay i'm just kidding like we know that up till very recently i mean this is what people are saying that she has been in those group chats up until very recently yeah. i saw someone say just a couple months ago so it's like i don't know i just think that she's trying to write it off as like oh my god i've been on the internet so long this was so it's a different ago, person but it like, wasn't yeah no yeah. it was pretty recent and also you aren't able to show us necessarily that you're this whole changed person when we only just found out about all the other stuff because other people leaked it well yeah and other people coming forward inspired even more people to come forward and that's you know we saw the evidence of it all that's the whole point so it's like don't bullshit us i feel like there's so much like 99 percent of this is bullshit yeah um so that's what i'm gonna do um I'm going to try to vlog again and today I'm just going to so fill my day and share some simple happy moments and you know start the process of starting over. Um, and I know it's going to be awkward and clunky at first as I try to get back into the swing of things, but I'm going to try. So that's what I'm going to do. And thank you for listening and, and thank you to anyone who supported me in any capacity over the last 15 years. I've really, really appreciated it. Um, yeah, let's get started with the day and see what happens, I guess. This I transition. I do not know how to transition from so this conversation awkward. into a vlog, but. Why wouldn't you just like um, cut and start try. new? Where do like, I even begin? So like she literally just gets up and is like, okay, we're not apologizing. <laughs> well, no, she does say at some point, I was trying to find it, but she does say at some point that her therapist told her to vlog. Did you see that part? 
No. Oh, let me see. Let me find it. Oh, I cut myself off as soon as I thought the vlog was starting. You know what? I actually have footage of it. I have a lot of footage from the last few months because part of my therapy was to vlog because it was something I've done for so long and it was something that was really important to me and made me feel like me because it was really jarring to not like talk to everyone every day after doing it for 15 years. So my therapists all suggested that like I continue to vlog even though I wasn't posting it anywhere. So I did and the majority of that no one will ever see but <laughs> I do think there's some footage of me down at the creek. If I find it, I'll put it in. Okay. Jarring? I will take things your therapist never said for $500, Alex. <laughs> I'll say maybe the therapist was like, oh, you miss it? Then just do it and don't post it. But I don't think it was like, oh, it's jarring. I think it's healthy for you to keep filming everything you do. Like, no. That's exactly my point. I feel like your therapist would actually want to dive into more why it's so jarring, why you were so fixated on it, why you feel weird when you're not doing it. I mean, allegedly, I don't think her therapist. There's some that. weird therapists out there, but you know. Also, this is, that's not vlogging necessarily. That's like filming home videos with your kids. Well, she shows like now it's just scenery, but it's her talking to the camera as if it's a vlog too. Oh, so she's like talking to people. Yeah, she full on was filming vlogs throughout these past four months. They're just all in her phones. No more. <laughs> like, I get it because if we had to stop this podcast, right? And we just didn't film two times a week. That would feel weird, but I wouldn't like film podcasts and not post <laughs> I was gonna them. say, then I think we'd probably just still text each other the same things because that's what we did before we did the podcast. I don't see myself just being like, I need to sit in front of that camera and no, talk. No, that's the like, worst I part. I just gotta do it. I mean, when I don't film for a long time on YouTube, yeah, I do miss it and I'll feel good when I get back on, but I can't, I, I mean, I go and enjoy time with my family. Like, I don't need to film. There's a few things surrounding this video though that kind of bothered me because one of the main fixations, and we were just texting about this, is that people were like, oh, she only came back so that she can make money on YouTube because if you don't post for six months, you stop making money. And I'm talking, this is the main, conversation yeah so many people are talking about this that pr lady on tiktok is ranting about this like that's the reason colleen is back and we're here to tell you that it's is not, not a thing like literally it's so frustrating and it takes two bitches who don't post on their main channel to know this but lily and i do not post on our channels for months i mean it's been a it's year it's been for over you, a right? year yeah it's since we have done this podcast i have not posted once on my main channel well i i would guess you don't call it a main channel anymore <laughs> i guess this is the main channel so you still get checks correct? i sent you the email that i got today telling me that's like oh you have an adsense payment coming and it's like for 20 dollars. but yeah i was about to say we may be getting paid 20 dollars a month but we still get our checks every single month because we are not demonetized what we believe that means because it's it's like a text that we think people took out of context was that it says after six months of inactivity, your AdSense account is deactivated. And I didn't look on that website, but that was like a screenshot someone sent to me. And I was like, well, I mm -hmm. haven't uploaded on my channel in over a year. And honestly, you actually have to make over $50, I think, for it to pay you to out. So you don't even actually get the check necessarily, but you are still getting paid. And I think it might be referring to inactivity as like if you have not logged into that account. I think people took that text and just ran with it. And they're like, if you don't post, they would be very specific about that. Yeah. If you don't post on your channel, you will lose monetization. Yeah. Like. If you, there are so many people that make, um, what is that called? Retroactive income or like- Well, and that's, the whole, that's like why people will sell their YouTube channels because they'll get the library views and exactly. they make all of the, the, from their back catalog, they make money off that. 
So oh, it's passive income. That's what I was yeah, thinking yeah, of right yeah. now. Yeah, because like that's you're what making I always think money it's, off of. It's nuts when mm-hmm. people will delete their whole library of content. I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, it's kind of like think of how actors are on shows and then they get like royalties, but it's Residuals, like for twenty yeah. cents a million years later. Like that's what we get, and it comes in constantly whether we post or not. Oh, hey there, future Lily here with a fact-checking update. So as we were saying, we knew that the six-month thing definitely wasn't a thing because again we have not uploaded on our channels in literally over a year and we still get checks so we thought that was odd and i finally did a quick google search and i don't know why everyone is spreading that narrative because the only time your adsense is being deactivated is if your adsense is not making any money for six months so that means the only way that your adsense account is going to be deactivated is if you literally are getting zero views and making zero money. So I guess maybe if you were getting views, but you weren't monetizing any of your content, that would count too. But this is what it says on the Google website. AdSense accounts are deactivated if they haven't generated any ad impressions for six months. If your account was deactivated and you want to serve ads again, you could reactivate your account. So honestly, even if for some reason she did have it deactivated, she could reactivate. So that is not the purpose for uploading. Does she want to make money? Probably. But is she doing it so she doesn't lose the opportunity to make money? No, that is absolutely not a thing. And I don't know why people are saying that. Oh, and by the way, at the bottom of this, it also says that after 10 years of inactivity, then you can no longer access or reactivate your account. So I think she's good for a while. Anyway, back to past us. I just think that that conversation it doesn't really make sense here. And people always bring it up when creators take a break and then come back. They're like, oh, they wanted that AdSense money. That is just not a thing. So just so everyone knows the behind the scenes of it. Given maybe she does want income That's from different. posting Yeah, for vlogs, sure. But... Like, I think that, yeah, it's November and December. These are the highest months for AdSense for all creators. So like, maybe she wants money, yeah. but it's not because her account would have been taken away. But really, that's all I have to say about the Colleen thing. She goes on to vlog. She does not show her children in the this vlog, but in following vlogs, because she's already posted, I think like four since this, and this was just a few days ago. She posted one like an hour ago. Yeah, she's posting every single day, which seems healthy when you're coming back from whatever the last four months were for her. And she's already started showing her kids again. So people thought maybe she had like a change of heart, realized that she was exploiting her children online, yada, yada, yada. I don't think that was one of the things that she I mean, her brother is a family vlogger. I don't think she thinks that that's a bad thing. (laughs) I had a friend um, DM me about it, and they were like sorry i did an oopsie was not my intention i was immature here are my chickens like girl i'm just gonna be honest i think zero percent of us were wondering about how your chickens are doing no offense to them i'm sure the chickens are great but um wasn't high on anyone's priority list an apology and maybe some specific apologies i think that was higher on the list but to my knowledge she hasn't privately apologized or publicly apologized to any of the people that she's hurt aside from that vague statement about if they've been hurt by her actions. Side note, I know I just said that nobody cares about Colleen's chickens, but my mom does have 22 chickens. And holy fuck do those fuckers lay a lot of eggs. I'll never have to buy eggs again. My mom gives me like 24 every time And aren't she sees they like me. way better? The thing is, and I know this is gonna sound bougie, but I always only bought like the best eggs, like pasture raised, the ones that are like dark orange because they're so great. Like those are the only ones I bought before anyway. I don't remember where I was, but it was, I wanna say it was like an Airbnb or something. And they had like fresh eggs in the refrigerator and it was like, 
wow these taste a lot better if you're going from like the walmart eggs that are like big cartons and they're all white and they're all very yellow like if you don't know this like good eggs are supposed to be like a little bit more burnt orange color if they're fresher just like like i'm not eating like scrambled eggs and stuff but just eggs to like make things with even or like the only times i'll really eat eggs is if um they're like sunny side up Mm -hmm. i'll like dip toast in them and eat them but like the texture is completely different as well Not to go on a weird egg. I know, my bad. We're like, nobody cares about Colleen's chickens. Let's talk about eggs for five minutes. Uh, Anyway, we can move on. Can we move on to Matt Rife? Please, 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 I I was just going to say, let's go on to Matt Rife. Oh, girl, thank you. I have been waiting for this one. I swear, this man has irked me since the day I laid eyes on him. He's always given me interesting vibes. Okay, I mean, guys, fellow sisters, okay? If you guys were one of the people that were obsessed with Matt Rife and literally sniffed his butthole every day, I need you to stand up. I need you to stand up and I need you to know your worth because I was in hysterics knowing that my community of women were so up his ass. Everyone idolized him. His entire audience was females infatuated with him. And I literally was sitting in the corner just looking into the abyss like, am I crazy? Here's the thing. There's a couple of things that have led us up to this point, right? Some people may look at this, look at what we're about to watch and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You knew that your base of audience or fans or whatever the fuck you want to call it, they were primarily women. Why would you say jokes like this and other ones that he says, like, why would you pick on women in such a nasty way? It's not like funny, like there's funny ways to pick on anyone, but like, this is so not funny. Why would you do this so intentionally to divide yourself from said audience like it didn't make sense because he wants to get a male audience no 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 it's because he's bitter do you remember some recent controversy with matt rife there was a clip about him saying that like you can't be hot and funny Mm, jesus i don't think i've seen that one (laughs) there's two things that he got in trouble for One was that he was describing a situation on a podcast with a woman that he was dating and he says that he did something that she didn't like and it wasn't even that that was the problem. It was her reaction like, oh my God, she just fucking lost it. And he just described it very much as like, why is she mad at me being bad? Like it was just like very douchey. And that was the first thing that some women were like, uh, Ew, what, what? And then there was another one where he was criticizing vaginas or like how they look or something along that line. It's been a lot of podcast clips. Yeah. Again, you give a man a sure mic, nothing good's going to come out yeah. of it. Well, that's the thing because it's it's not even necessarily been his comedy itself, like in no. his comedy specials, that's been the problem. It's his offhanded comments during podcast interviews. Yes. And although up until now, women have loved him, mostly because I think, I mean, Me trying to get it was mainly just me being like, I think they just think he's hot. I don't know. I was trying to understand it, but I I couldn't. I think he expected, even though he had a female audience, I think he expected like him to just be able to get away with pretty much anything. And women, when he said those things on those podcasts, very much so called him out. And people are theorizing that because of that, he was like bitter and like went completely 180 for this show and was like, well then fuck it, let's just go crazy. Like this was not, from what I understand, and people who have seen Matt Rife in small comedy clubs for the last five years, right? He never had this kind of comedy. This was never his shtick. His number one thing he's known for is his crowd work. So like when people heckle him or like his interactions with the crowd, that's what he would upload to YouTube. That's what people liked him for. He was very good with like improvising personally don't hate me all right don't hate me for speaking the truth i don't think even that was funny like personally not my type of comedy like i would see him do crowd work and like 
he was just not funny to me. Like, I'm just like, okay, well. There's been numerous clips that I've been, like, scrolling and past, and maybe a couple that I'm like, hmm. But I'm never like, oh, my God, he is hilarious. Like, you never shared with a friend. You know, it's just Absolutely not that not. kind of content. No, not once. I was just no. like, okay, I guess you said something. I don't know. And this yeah. is so opposite of even that. I can understand how even if I don't find something funny, it was still charming or you thought it was witty or quick or whatever. A lot of people or really like you understand him. how someone else might think Of it's course. Funny. This, straight to jail. This, I, I have no idea what he was thinking. Mind you, this was his opening joke from what I understand. I've only been to Baltimore one time. I ate lunch there and the hostess who like seats you at the restaurant had a black eye. <laughs> a full black eye. It wasn't like, what happened? Yeah, it was pretty obvious what happened. We couldn't get over the fact that we were like, this is the face of the company? Like, this is this is who you have greeting people? And my boy who I was with was like, yeah, I feel bad for her, man. I feel like they should put her in the kitchen or something where nobody, where nobody has to see her face, you know? And I was like, yeah, but I feel like if she could cook, she wouldn't have that black eye. So, <laughs> testing the water, seeing if y'all are going to be fun or not. Just to see. <laughs> Figure we start the show with domestic violence. The rest of the show should be. Women no make sandwich. She gets punched. Ho ho ho! Like, am I fucking missing something? I'm so. What? Also, so this is part of his Netflix special? Yes. That's fake laughing, for sure. Okay, so many people were saying that. They're like, that is a laugh track. Ain't no way they There's fucking responded no like that. no way that that many people in the audience were laughing Did you hear that. the roaring? I don't care if you're not even a... Like, that's just a very, like, tired stereotype and also just not funny. I mean, we're talking, like, low-level, borderline, adolescent people on, yeah. like, Call of Duty. I just saw this and I was like... Oh, this is so lazy. And it, it's almost more offensive because of how lazy it is than the nature of the content. I'm like, you're just such a bad comic that I can't even, like, yeah. I'm offended by that. <laughs> like, really? You're nothing better? It's so bad. And so people were saying not only that, but, like, the overall comedy was just trash. And then, of course, he comes for the girlies with crystals and astrology because that's the next thing. This crystal shit is getting out of control. <laughs> Ladies, put the fucking pebbles down, okay? We are sick and tired of walking into your bedroom and it looking like we gotta beat you in a game of Mancala before we can sleep with you. What the fuck is all this gravel doing inside, Thanos? If I hear one more person blame how their life is going on Mercury, I will kill you myself, do you understand? You leave that goddamn planet alone. I am so tired of you ladies blaming your poor decision-making skills on planets that don't even know you. Get this through your head. Astrology is not this magical life guideline that, that predetermines your future in the stars. No, none of that. Your future is dependent by your own thoughts, opinions, and actions. You are in complete control of how your future turns out. It's not up here. It's in here the whole time. It's up to you has nothing to do with the stars, man. Just because Jupiter has a ring and you don't, doesn't mean... Doesn't mean that's who you're supposed to look up to for all this magical advice, man. 
So it's first like, cook me, you know, cook a sandwich. And then it's like, all you bitches care about is astrology. Those are like the two things that they care about. Every guy I used to date on Tinder made that joke. It's like, we get it. You don't believe in it. It's just lacking any creativity. And so he obviously got a lot of shit for this. A lot of shit. And he addressed it recently. So he posts a story and says, if you've ever been offended by a joke I've told, here's a link to my official apology. Okay, I mean, period. But already, the link that it says to tap, the text on it says, tap to solve your issue. <laughs> so even when I saw that, I was like, what, oh God. Like, Seems a little like? suspicious. It takes you to a website selling special needs helmets for people who have some sort of disability that for one reason or another would need a helmet. I feel like he would get along with HRH collection. I was, oh my God, besties, for sure. Very much, I know he didn't say it, very much he just used the R word, sir, and I know it. Like very much that energy, you are an asshole. This is such a fucking story. Stupid, stupid move. Not only did you alienate, I don't even know what percentage of your audience because so many women for one reason or another loved you, my friend, but he doesn't really seem to care. Oh wait, so he had an interview with Variety and this was before Netflix even went live. And in it, he said some very uh, notable quotes. He said, I don't really adhere to this whole sensitivity rumor in the comedy world that you can't say anything anymore. You could say whatever you want. Now you have to prepare for repercussions, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to how you sleep at night. He went on to argue that the content of his jokes is not important because everything comes down to in intent. Sir, no, no, it doesn't. Clearly he's never heard impact versus intent. Oh my God. He said, I know for me, everything that leaves my mouth on stage is purely with the intention of making people laugh. It's never any deeper, never any more, or never any less than that. That's all it is to me. I don't believe there's anything you can't talk about if you do it correctly in the right way at the right time. When are you going to do that? That's I'm all it waiting. is to me. Well, that's not all it is to people watching. Hence impact versus intent, you fucking dumbass. Dude, literally I go back to R word jokes. No matter what your intent is with an R word joke, every single time I hear one, my body tenses up. I feel like shit. I think I feel ashamed. I feel, oh my God, I can't even explain how much I fucking hate them. You think someone who's been through domestic violence and has had a black eye and has that memory that's never gonna fucking leave their head wants to go out for a night. They wanna actually enjoy themselves. They're paying money to see your show. They're drinking. They're having a good time with their friends. You bring that up. You don't think that affects them negatively. Like you just fucked up someone's night for no reason because it wasn't even funny. And even on a spectrum, like I have never experienced domestic violence and I'm like turned off by that because I'm like, what? Total vibe ruiner. Like whatever you're trying to cultivate, like you just shit all over the mood. I actually went on a date one time to a comedy show and it was like, I don't think it cost more than $5 to get in the door. And I remember the comic, I think they were more political leaning jokes, but I remember he was making a few jokes like this to the point that I just sat there and was like, what? Like, what are you doing? And I just remember the guy I was on the day with. I had drank my beer already and he just like slid his beer over to me. <laughs> and I was like, Thank you. That's better than what I thought you were gonna say, which is that he was probably like loving it. Honestly, I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show. I used to exclusively go on dates to comedy shows. So you shows. could gauge That's what like, their humor oh, was? No, I just really liked comedy shows. 
Honestly, I had never gone on a date to a comedy show, and this was, it's like, fun. such a small situation. It ended up being, like, the comics really weren't very funny, but it did give me very good insight into, like, what he was going to be laughing at and if our sense of humors were going to merge. And the fact that he, like, would notice that I, like, very subtly was like, oh, my God. And he's like, oh, God, this is a rough one. I'm sorry. Here you go. I like them because it's, like, you don't have to talk that much, but you still get to know them in a way because of what you just said. And it's not like as unproductive as a movie. Like you feel like you're you're vibing, but you're not having to really conversate that much. I don't like a first date or something. You're like supposed to acknowledge and see if the other person's laughing. I don't think Matt Reif realizes just how much it's the comic's responsibility to not constantly punch down because it could very much make a large percentage of the audience present uncomfortable. And that's just not what you want to do. Like forget about sensitivity. Forget about like being PC. It's literally about you making unfunny like objectively unfunny jokes I don't think a single person in there was actually doubled over in laughter and punching down in the process it's fun to make fun of people that are shitty or like groups of people that might be like super obnoxious to the general public or I don't know something that it's like okay like this is funny we can all agree that these people suck like people who do this at the airport I'm being very vague but you know what I mean like I just feel like this is no effort and this is your Netflix special this was your one chance this is what's gonna reach the most people and that's what you open with? One, it's not funny. And two, you are alienating like the majority of your audience because guess what? Guess who got you the Netflix special? Well, he doesn't care, Lily, because he's not making comedy for women. Which is news to his women fan base. So in that same Variety article that we just read from, great interview, definitely wasn't gonna backfire at all. He said, one thing that I wanted to tackle in this special was showing people that, like, despite what you think about me online, I don't pander my career to women. I would argue this special is way more for guys. You mean because it's mean towards women? Yeah, then I guess you're right. <laughs> it is for men. Rife said he attracts audiences of 90% women who, quote, aren't fans for the right reasons, who quickly realize his shtick isn't for them. So they bring their boyfriends or husbands who are always reluctant because they fucking probably bought the tickets. They didn't want to be there. And then like 20 minutes into the show, they realized my comedy is so much more for the guys than it is girls. Ew. Even <laughs> in that comment, he made a misogynist like, oh, well, the guys have to be buying the tickets. I literally, I read that. I'm like, what the fuck do you know? Like, honestly, this is such a stupid move. I mean, just like forget about everything business wise. What an idiot. Like literally he talked about it. I don't know if it was with Jimmy Fallon or someone. He talked about like, man, I really struggled to like come up and like, I, you know, had to think about it. Am I just not funny? Am I, people are using that clip to like stitch it. And then they'll just have like a hammer hitting a nail. And honestly, yes, that's what it was. But you did come up. You had the support of women. And honestly, all that anyone asked of you, not me particularly, because I never found you funny, but all anybody asked of you was just to not do this. Whatever this is. Like you're such you're being such a dick. All I can say is that if I know anything about women, your wish is our command. You don't want us? Bye. Peace See out. ya. Like you are gonna get what you wanted, and that is so interesting for you. Because let me explain something to you. If the women who brought their boyfriends don't like you anymore, their boyfriends aren't gonna go to your shows either. <laughs> just so you know. Like, let me find out that my husband's like, man, I wanna see Matt Rife. Like, I just love his DV jokes. Like, literally, bye, bitch. Like, what? No, that's not gonna happen either. How many men even think that that was funny? Aside from it being incredibly offensive, it's just lazy and uncreative. Lazy and bullshit. And honestly, I think that theory of him just being fucking bitter that women dare to call him out for objectifying them and talking about vaginas and calling out his 
absolute red flags in relationships. He was just like, nah, fuck y'all. Like, I got this. It's probably a mix between that because he has made a comment about how like people don't want to laugh at an attractive person. If they're funny, they do. I started working out way after I was doing stand-up. I've been doing stand-up for about 12 years now. Yeah, a little over 12 years now. I will say I don't think it, it helps you by any means. I mean, people don't want to laugh at like physically attractive people. Like you don't want to walk on stage and have people looking at your arms rather than listening to your jokes. I think it just makes me work that much harder on the material and the jokes that I'm trying to tell to get people to focus on the real show at hand. Like comedians don't have to be ugly. Like what the fuck are you talking about? People give him shit, I think about like, oh, well you will only have fans because girls think you're hot. So he doesn't want that. So he's like, in an effort to reject that stereotype, he's then leaning into, well fine, I'll just like fuck all the women. Like I'll just do this instead. I'm like, good luck. I actually saw the Netflix special. Like when I opened Netflix, this was before all of this shit happened. And I remember looking at just the like, poster of it and I was just like, huh. <laughs> just scroll past. Like there is no way, no world in which I would have clicked on that. Ever. I don't know what he thinks he's doing, but I think it's not gonna work how he thought it was. No, I really don't think so. And women, please don't forgive him for this. Stand up, sisters. Stand up. Please, please walk away from Matt Rife, I beg. Not even forgive it. I'm like, what are you watching I know. for? There's hotter men out there and they're not making cheap, dumb jokes that aren't funny. Yeah, I don't have much else to say other than I knew it and uh, I told you so in my head because I always knew it in my head. I never actually told you so. Speaking of, there's something we did uh, say I told you so. This about. I did tell you so, motherfuckers, and I got reamed for it, all right, sisters? So what happened was Christy Carlson Romano. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because for a while there has been some people who, again, we've talked about this in the beginning, did not like our coverage of Christy Carlson Romano. And let me boil it down for you. I feel like it was really minimal. No, that, that was the first time we had ever gotten like any bad comments, like really bad comments on a series of people who were like, what the fuck? Why would you even like, she seems like a sweet girl. Why are you coming for her for no reason? I think I wasn't in space by those because I was like, if you don't see the clout goblin. Basically, the main reason people came for us is because we did call her a clout goblin. And I stand by that. And the reason we did that is because Chrissy Carlson Romano, before she's doing what she does now, she used to do these weird ass story times where she would walk in like a forest with active wear on and she would just like have someone film her basically talk about how she should have gotten a part, but instead someone else got it. Or like, I don't know, some weird shit like that. Or like, like my falling out with Shia LaBeouf, but it's like, then it wasn't really a falling out with Shia LaBeouf. It was just like- Yeah, she was very much breaths. using people's name for clickbait and then just being very weird weird about it like her energy was always really weird to me but then you scroll back even further and she had had people on um that were child stars and she would have them come and like cook with her and that's a cute idea but it never did well on her channel the reason we even brought her up to begin with is you said something about her and i was like oh my god do we know them so i do vaguely go into uh the origin of our christy carlson romano connection if you want to call it that but you know what i actually thought it would be better if we just all took a trip down memory lane together because if you've been watching this podcast a while you're probably familiar that we have talked about christy carlson romano quite a few times as early as our third episode so we're going to start with that but then we also proceeded to mention her mostly in passing in um at least five more episodes so without further ado i present to you our christy carlson romano origin story Okay, so 
This was not supposed to be a topic at all. But when we were preparing for this video, I brought up, what's her fucking name? Christy Carlson Romano? Yes, Christy Carlson Romano, uh, the star of Even Stevens. The other day I was on Facebook and I saw videos of hers. She's essentially just walking in a park answering why she's not friends with Shia LaBeouf. I was like, okay, girl, like who asked? But like, whatever, okay. No, Christy Carlson Romano, hey, question mark. Like, I don't really know anything about her. I'm not like here to just be a bitch. But I got a weird vibe. Listen, it's every fucking time that I get a vibe, I'm always right. Okay, I'm not here to claim that I'm some sort of witch or something, but every fucking time, there doesn't have to be anything that happens, but when I feel a weird vibe about someone, it's always confirmed. So anyway, I love that there's Christy Carlson Romano lore that I had no idea about. Like, I love this. The fact that you brought her up and I have personal context to add to it. Do we know them? Not a yes, but it's not a no. Years ago, there was the trend, I DM'd 100 celebrities. Oh, I remember your video. I think it's the drunkest I've been on camera. At one point, we mentioned that we wanted to message Christy Carlson Romano. Literally, why? Honestly, because 100 does not seem like a lot, but it got to the point that we were like, like who the fuck else do we message? Okay. I, I don't yeah. even care enough to look what brought it up, but I very much was like, Christy Carlson Romano. And I say it in the video, but my ADHD is so bad and I was drunk and I forgot. So I didn't actually message her. But then when I was editing, I was like, well, what if I message her now? Maybe I can add it in and make it seem like we did it that night. Little did I know, Christy Carlson Romano would not only read my message, but respond to it the same day, I think. My question was, did you watch the, the musical episode? No. You were not a big Even Stevens fan, clearly. May 27th, 2019. Was hoping you could tell me what year we went to the moon. She goes, LOL, we should do a YouTube collab sometime. Okay, it's all coming, it's all coming together, Lily. I was like, I'm dying because I did this for a YouTube video. You are a true icon because I really wasn't Even Stevens fan. And at the time, this was like literally right before she launched her YouTube channel. So she goes, thank you, for real, let's set something up. And I said, would love nothing more. And she gave her email address. I think I just like never reached out because I didn't have a reason to so you've never met her. No, 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 no. That was the extent of our conversation. But if you look her YouTube channel, I don't even think you saw the most dramatic of her YouTube headlines. It's how I lost all of my money. Why I don't talk to Shia LaBeouf. What Disney channel made me say? What happened on the set of Cadet Kelly? Listen, bitch, you don't get to ruin Cadet Kelly for me. All those very dramatic ones didn't start until like 2021. And they all were these awkward walk and talk videos. But before that, she tried to make the whole YouTube channel general like... Disney and nostalgia. A month after she messaged me, she launches this channel, starts having on all these old Disney stars, which absolutely that makes sense. And actually she did have Joey Graceffa on pretty early, but you can even oh. see that didn't do well compared to all of the other stuff. So he felt into her clout goblin ways. I could have been there too. When you read your message, like that was just, that is the exact vibe that she gave me. Very much so like, let's get together and film a YouTube video. Like, listen, I get it. We're on the internet. Like we have to, we don't have to collaborate but a lot of people do collaborate to like last on the internet. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah. the, the vibe always weirds me out. I know Christy Girls in Toronto probably had never in her life seen a video of me. So it's not even like, oh, I feel like I know you. I wouldn't want to collab with someone random that I didn't know. And listen, there really is no good reason that I don't like her. <laughs> And it's not that I don't like her. I don't know. I, it, something rubs me the wrong way about her videos, especially the ones later on. She's just walking in a park answering questions like why I'm not friends with Shia LaBeouf and telling people she was supposed to be the princess of Genovia. So let's get to that really quick. So basically she really keeps up the food thing. Then 
She decides. Oh my god, it's hilarious because the the one right before it has 12,000 views and then she's like, fuck this. She uploads the truth about the Disney Channel. Yeah, the, that's where it began. Why don't talk to Shia LaBeouf anymore? Got yep, 2 million that's views. That's the one I saw. And really her only answer was like, well, it's not that we're not friends. It's just that like, you know, we were just working together and then we didn't really talk after that. We were coworkers, but not best friends outside of work. And then yeah. we stopped working together and had no reason to see each other. Not like, we had this huge fight. Listen, every YouTuber has clickbaited to some extent. I just find it like if I was Shia LaBeouf, I'd be like, that's weird, girl. Like you could have kept that one in the drafts. They start very much about her. It's when she brings in the other people that it starts to get weird. It just feels kind of desperate. For example, how Katy Perry got my record deal. Chrissy oh, Carlson no, Milano, she I did do not, not. No, I do not believe for a second how I lost the Princess Diaries to Anne Hathaway. You lost it because Anne Hathaway's better. <laughs> Listen, we're not here just to slander Christy Carlson Romano and ruin your childhood. So Christy, you know, I wish you well. Uh, I don't know why I feel so strongly towards you. I don't know. You didn't do anything to me. I think she even clickbaits poor Hillary Duff. No, she doesn't. That's where I draw the line. I have no clue how we got here, but you know what? I'm glad we came. But anyway, that, that was a major topic. And then some other comments we got last time due to our Chrissy Carlson Romano episode. We got, we got some people who are disappointed in us. It's a little ironic because the night before the episode went up, Jesse texted me and was like, I feel like a lot of people are going to give us shit for being like mean to Chrissy Carlson Romano, which Honestly, if you look back, I don't, we weren't being like mean. Okay, here's the thing. And, and I just want to make this known. I said, hashtag no hate to Christy Carlson Romano. Okay, funny enough, after we put out that episode, so many people were like, oh my God, yes. Like I have the same opinion of Christy Carlson Romano, including my brother, Joey. And then we found a TikTok that was very funny of this girl impersonating Christy Carlson Romano. This is how Vanessa Hudgens got my Fabletics line. Vanessa and I were pretty similar. She's a cool girl. I'm a cool girl. She was in High School Musical. I was in Influenza the Musical. Uh, we're both brunettes. Fabletics, I was waiting for them to contact me. I looked at my email, they hadn't responded. I see Vanessa Hudgens has velour by Fabletics with Vanessa Hudgens, which I'm, I'm wearing right now. Are Vanessa and I ever gonna be friends? We could be. So Vanessa, if you are watching this, which I know you are, you can contact my info at christycarlsonromano.com. And if you don't hold the camera fucking straight. I'm sorry, I just tripped over a rock. A lot of people have that same opinion that she's like cringy. And my brother was talking to me about it yesterday. And he's like, have you seen the one where she's talking about Anne Hathaway? And I was like, no. About Anne Hathaway getting her Princess Diary role? She didn't show up to the audition. She didn't audition. And then she talks about how much her and Anne Hathaway look like each other, that it's like, crazy come on guys that's fucking funny you even you say you usually you'll get vibes from people <laughs> christy carlson romano <laughs> stop saying her name it's like bloody mary saying it. <laughs> <She shows up. laughs> want a collab he unfollowed me shut up i swear to god <laughs> oh i'm gonna fucking jump off a fucking cliff my heart is racing <laughs> i'm so scared I get so nervous in these days. Oh my God, my hands are all clammy. I have goosebumps. Oh my God. Well, we better check our DMs for anything from Christy Carlson Romano. Oh my God. A lot of other people, and we've said this before, we don't like to say their names out loud because they'll appear like Bloody Mary. And no, we're not talking about Christy Carlson Romano. <laughs> of course, we do have to bring this just so perfectly full circle because do you want to know who wanted to get in on this drama? When you think... <laughs> Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles. The next name you're thinking 
is Christy Carlson Romano. And I know it. You know, it's funny because originally I did think it was so like, oh my God, of course she did. But she does have a connection here. Shia LaBeouf. Oh. She saw that in and she was like, fuck yes. His name came up again. Okay. I've got it. Oh, I keep forgetting she was in fucking Even Stevens. And she said, that makes sense. I must make a statement that people are waiting. Not my circus, not my monkeys, not my circus, not my monkeys, not my circus, not my monkeys. So she's been basically like waiting for her in this whole time. And she was like, yes, finally. 100%. I think this is so funny because I didn't realize the Shia LaBeouf connection. No, I'm sorry. That's not enough for you well, to 100%. Like, doesn't warrant comment. But I thought it was so funny because I just was like, oh, Chrissy Carlson. Of course she's doing that. You know what's annoying about this or extra annoying Which about part? this for me? <laughs> as Christy Carlson Romano's number one hater. Guys, let's not forget, okay? Christy Carlson Romano made a video explaining that her and Shia do not talk. They are not friends. They have no relationship. She thinks it's kind of interesting that people think we still talk because we really don't. And then you're getting involved in his drama. Girl, no, stop <laughs> it. It's like, seems like a misstep. Maybe you shouldn't have closed the door completely and like left it open to some interpretation, but you were literally like, nope, we don't talk anymore. And now you're acting like you like, have all the tea. I would even maybe half half understand if he was talking about something that had to do with his experience on Disney Channel, then maybe I would be like, oh, you know, you also Valid, had an experience yeah. on Disney Channel. But like, like this has nothing to do with you except you met the guy a long time ago and worked with him for a little Literally, bit. And like, you have nothing to contribute and you are acting like you absolutely have like the hot tea that you need to spill. Yeah. <laughs> you catch the caption, which is, I'll just be over here without an opinion. Hashtag don't worry, darling movie. Hashtag for you, Paige. Hashtag Olivia Wilde. Hashtag scandal. And you guys bullied me when I called her a clout goblin. You guys told me this is not fair. You're so mean. Jesse, this is baseless. You know, well, I mean, again, now? like, yes, we are making an entire video about this entire overarching drama situation. No, no, no. no. But no, no. Different. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed that nice uh, trip down memory lane. And now you understand the full lore and all the context behind our longstanding relationship with Christy Carlson Romano. And by our relationship, I mean um, us saying that she was a cloud coplin. But she really leaned into the fact that she was an icon for people growing up and not even necessarily like, oh my God, Chrissy Carlson Romano is the best actress I've ever seen. It was just like she was an Even Stevens and Even Stevens was a big part of a lot of people's childhood. But then she tried to take that and parlay that into a career. And when that didn't really work, she really just leaned into the whole child star aspect of it. I feel like she always leaned into that aspect. Every single piece of content from the beginning that she's created has been focused around that and the people she knows because of that. It's just been in different ways to see which way is like more profitable. I think it was more of out of a convenience thing. It's cause like that's who she worked with and that's who she was associated with. So it was like other old Disney stars. It wasn't as much the child star aspect of it. Uh, I don't know. Cause she would always refer to like Kim Possible and like- Yeah, yeah. I mean, cause that was what she was relevant for. Then I think she saw people like, for example, Alison Stoner, who does a lot of like child star with like a more negative connotation. Jeanette McCurdy. Exactly. She saw how that started blowing up and then she didn't lean just into like reuniting with old Disney stars, which just happened to be child stars. She leaned into it from a negative perspective. So then now she has a podcast called Vulnerable. Yeah. So if you look at it in chronological order, it is very much someone trying to profit off of her past in any way possible and now off of the past of others. And so it started with the cooking videos that didn't work. Then it's weird walking in the park story 
Storytime era. That didn't work. We called that out at the moment. I said, she gives me clout goblin vibes. She seems like someone who is just like trying to use other people's shit for her own gain. People did not like that. Said we were mean girls. Spoiler alert, we were very right. She now has a podcast with, I'm so not humble. I'm like very much like, I told you so. We did try and like skirt around it a little because we didn't have any blatant example of like, oh, she's a bitch. Like, no, we don't know her. But like, you got weird vibes. All of that brings us to present day. She started a podcast called Vulnerable. Sorry for interrupting again. But I did want to mention that not only did Christy Carlson Romano start a podcast where she would have other former child stars on where they would get vulnerable in the interview. But she also launched a podcast network with her husband called Podco. And if you look into their roster of shows, uh, you probably won't be surprised because as usual, it does lean into the uh, teen nostalgia shows from like the 90s and the 2000s. They're basically like reunion podcasts where it's like the casts of old shows get together. So definitely still leaning into the nostalgia factor, but not so much the same fun way that her cooking show or did, but more commonly, it seems like they lean into the more negative aspects of their experiences as child stars. For example, they have a brotherly love one with the Lawrence brothers, and I know that that one has definitely made a lot of headlines because they've talked about some pretty intense stories from their time on the show. They also produce a Ned's Declassified reunion podcast with that cast. They did a Full House one at one point, The Wizards of Waverly Place. She had one with Annalise Vanderpool from That's So Raven. So before we move on, I just wanted to make sure you have that context that she owns the podcast network that produces a few of the shows that we're going to be referencing in a minute. And secretly, Lily and I have been texting each other links to vulnerable clips that we found odd, okay? Because very much, in my opinion, I felt like, okay, let me get this straight. So she's sitting down on a podcast, having other people pour their hearts out about the abuse they experience as child actors, and she gets the checks? That's interesting. Like, that's very much a formula she found to finally profit off of everything. Now, I want to be very clear. I am not saying that Christy Carlson Romano did not suffer at the hands of Hollywood as a child actor. I'm not trying to demean that at all. I'm not trying to take that away from her. But I do think that she's definitely trying to profit off of what other people have gone through. And I think that's where the line gets blurry. Talk about your own story. Talk about what you've been through. Profit off of it even. I don't give a shit. But other people, nah. I think it's that her story wasn't necessarily as egregious as a lot of other people's stories were. And she was a little maybe older. And I just don't think necessarily she had the same kind of experience. But she has tried really hard to tie herself to the people that have had like really, really bad experiences. And I'm not here to try and be like, oh, this person experienced worse than this person. But it does seem like she leaned into it from more of an exploitative personal gain kind of angle rather than like, let's share our stories with each other, you know? So the reason why we're talking about any of this today is because Alexa Nicholas, she was on Zoe 101. If you're watching, we're gonna put her picture up and you probably know her. Like if you watch Nickelodeon growing up, then you know Alexa. Recently, we started seeing a series of tweets of her really upset with Christy Carlson Romano. And what was so confusing about that is that she was recently on her podcast, Vulnerable, and she really poured her heart out and was super vulnerable about the abuse that she's experienced. And what I wanna say about Alexa is that 
one thing I've learned about her and I appreciate learning about her through all of this because I have to admit, I didn't follow her before. I didn't know anything she did. She is a huge advocate for not only child stars, but just like survivors in general. She is very, very vocal. That is pretty much the extent of her online work and personality. She dedicates to uplifting survivors, providing access to resources and just a bunch of shit. I think she's pretty fucking amazing with what she's doing. She has a new podcast called Eat Predators. Mm, yeah. Literally. So yeah, she's been very vocal about like the Dan Schneider stuff. I saw the first one of these tweets. It was like, oh she shit. Went off. Like Christy messed with the wrong person. So how this all came to be is that Christy Carlson Romano had someone by the name of Corey Feldman on her podcast. Now, I am not going to pretend I know anything about that man. I know nothing about him. It's interesting because I didn't know that there was any predator accusations against him because he has been a very vocal, vocal voice in trying to spread awareness about his own abuse. He's accused some like big name people and he, cause he was a child star from like the eighties and like very popular and has definitely undergone a lot of trauma on his own. I had no idea that he is at the center of a lot of different accusations that he has put on other Oh, people. a ton. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. And I hate the stereotype that people who have been abused become abusers because it doesn't happen super often. Like I feel like that narrative can be tricky and a little bit troubling, but it does happen. That can happen. I think that a lot of people, especially if it happens young or I don't know what their circumstances can turn it around to exhibiting the same behaviors that were done to them. I'm not saying that's exactly what happened in this case. I don't know his intent, but the fact of the matter is he was accused of a lot of things. And I think that if you're someone that has a podcast called Vulnerable, you are meant to quote unquote uplift survivors and you really want to give them the platform, then you should not have someone, regardless if they themselves have been through something, who have also been accused of such horrible things. Like, it's just like, have someone else on. Like, I don't think you should touch that. Like, I didn't know that, but apparently it is common knowledge that he has been accused of a lot of things. And even if she didn't know that, what triggered all of this was Alexa let Christy know. Right. So Alexa didn't just come to Twitter and throw a fit. Like that's not what happened here. What happened is that when she found out that Corey Feldman was on the same platform she was on, she got pissed, understandably. This is someone who's been accused of heinous shit. And she thought, you know what? Maybe Christy doesn't know. I'm gonna text her. So she texts Christy and says, this person's a predator. And she actually says it wasn't just her. It was also another survivor. I'm not sure if it's a survivor of Corey Feldman or what the situation is, but another survivor also texted Christy and she says both of them were left on red. She did not respond. That was her resolving this issue. She just ignored them. And so she got pissed and that's when she turned to Twitter to be vocal about the fact that this sucks. And it's not abnormal for her to do this because she literally dedicates her platform to eating predators. Like this is what she does. It's not like she She's trying to like create a public feud or something. You know what I mean? Like this is very much her raising concern for something she raises concern for very often. I feel like she deleted some tweets, but we sent all the screenshots to each other as it was happening. The first one that I see here on her Twitter. Yeah, on November 12th, Alexa tweeted, Hey, Christy Carlson Romano, remember when you left this all on red? I was a survivor on your show, dot, 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 remember? And she put a tweet from Corey Feldman that says, See, now you know I wasn't lying. You're a beautiful girl, dot, dot, dot. How old? 17? Yeah, yuck. And then the girl says 16, but you were close, Jesus. Then it's a screenshot of a comment that Christy left 
on something that Corey no, it was her because it says by author. Oh, maybe it's her, or her responding to something he said in the clip that she had posted on her Instagram or something. And she says, "Glad you were treated right in my home, heart." And he responds and says, "Come to my show tonight. We are playing." And then he tags the place. They have seemingly a very good relationship. But then Alexa posts a screenshot where she is sending CCR links to articles where it's Corey Feldman accused of R-word, emotional and physical abuse. And another one that says sag after leaders fight over Corey Feldman's sexual harassment allegations. And apparently those were left unread. Alexa says, I'm done being what Hollywood groomed me to be, silent, scared, a people pleaser, a pushover. It's time for us to encourage one another to be better human beings. I tried privately. So did the survivor's friend. Time to level up. And I mean, yeah, I think that's fair. And then she tells Chrissy Carlson Romano to donate a percentage of my episode on your show, Vulnerable, towards, and then she lists Pave info. Then Christy proceeded to delete that episode. Yeah, so she left her on red. Then when she started tweeting, she just silently deleted the episode with Alexa in it. Not with Corey Feldman, because that could have been something. Like, she could have just deleted that and not said anything. No, 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 no. She deleted the one with Alexa, which arguably, I mean, that seems like it would be one of her more popular ones because Alexa was, you know, quite big as a child. And also because Britney Spears recently mentioned her in her book. So she's been getting a lot of press from that as well. Yeah. She then goes live and I did see a piece of this live and she talks about basically how she doesn't want to do this like whole spectacle type of thing. She's basically just calling Christy Cross and Romano, like, just apologize. That's all she says. She's like, you need to apologize because this is fucked up. Like, that's that's it. I'm not here to, like, do this big fight with you. It's just like, this is bullshit and you claim to be for survivors and you weren't. And, like, that's not okay. So then, after that, she tweets, guess what, dot, 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 Christy Carlson Romano blocked me. That says a lot about her. Sad. Real sad. The blocking to me is insane because it's like, that's not gonna make everything stop. Blocking her is just gonna make everything worse. And then she says, oh, Lindsay Shaw blocked me too. If you don't know who Lindsay Shaw is, she is the girl from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, the like really tall one. She was also on Pretty Little Liars. Oh, she wasn't. Yeah, you're right. But like, what are you doing? This is so weird. Alexa goes on to say, I guess accountability is too much for them. I guess a simple apology is too great of an ask, even when it was totally private months ago. Hmm. Alrighty then. They are too cool for school. Oh, I guess it was right after that then that she took down the episode. And then Alexa responds to someone saying, she has also taken down your episode she did with you. And Alexa says, wow, Christy, you are truly one of a kind. That was a lot for me to come on your platform and relive my childhood trauma. To just be erased when you couldn't take down an alleged predator is just shameful. You are really removing your mask. Then she tweets again and says, look how quick Christy Carlson Romano was to remove a survivor from her podcast, but not an alleged predator. Everyone take notes. I definitely am. Yikes. She then says, so I was erased from her vulnerable podcast as a survivor, but not taught Hall still taking notes here. Did she collaborate with Dodrick Hall? Oh, I don't know. If you guys have watched this podcast, we've had a few episodes on him. He's not the best person. And then someone left her a tweet about how they were blocked. And they said, I'm not even about leaving hateful comments or spamming people because I don't think that's helpful. I just left this one comment. And the comment was, you should apologize to Alexa. And then she shows proof that she was blocked. And then Alexa says, wait, she blocked someone for just asking her to apologize. This is bizarre. You know what else is bizarre? That when I was pulling assets for this video, I went to go to Christy's TikTok and all of her videos were gone. And then I went to her Instagram 
and it didn't exist anymore. And I was like, what the hell? Did she delete all of her stuff? Christy Carlson Romano, the clout goblin, would never delete all of her socials. What's going on? And that's when I went on Twitter, which is apparently the only platform that actually tells you when you're blocked because the other ones just make it look like the account's gone. But yeah, so basically Christy Carlson Romano blocked me and Jesse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Had it been after this episode went up, that would have made a little more sense. But we hadn't even tweeted her. We had been texting a tweets back and forth and I think maybe I liked one of them but literally because you guys were tagging us saying oh my god you guys were right about her she felt compelled to go to all three social media platforms and search for us and block us even though we weren't engaging with her directly or maybe she came across the old episodes either way it's um interesting Wait, the next one's my favorite. She goes, when you're ready to apologize, Christy, you can call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Oh my God. Then she says, take note of who erases a survivor's story as a power flex. This one was golden. I actually don't um, see it anymore. I don't know if she took this down, but Lily had sent this to me because Alexa said, okay, Lindsay Shaw, thanks for blocking me. I'm sorry I didn't give you a gift like Christy Carlson Romano dot dot dot. And she posts a text from Christy that says, trust me, I worry about working with Lindsay all the time. I've been trying to empower people by giving them platforms and sometimes I'm a little disappointed at them not understanding the gift they've been given. But let's def keep that all here. It's so weird to be in any power position for me. I am so, I can't. I knew it. I knew it. Christy Cross Romano. I knew it. That that just reeks of everything we felt Everything. the, you, the, the gift. Okay. I'm going to be so, so careful with how I say this. But Christy, there is one episode of your podcast I just wrote that has 4,000 views. I am not shaming anyone for not having views, but literally like she doesn't even but pull views. Like, the, it, that's the thing. I'm like, girl, is the gift in the room with us right now? Like, I'm very confused. This is just strange. Even if we had someone on our podcast, it's like, okay, I mean, glad we could give you something, but it's not much. Like, that's how I feel. Just like, what are you talking about? It's unreal. And just the the self-importance and the... It's so cringe. It is. And honestly, I feel like her posts on TikTok go more viral than her videos do or like her full episodes. But like, it's just so nasty. Like that energy is so unaware. <laughs> that energy in that text is exactly the energy we were clocking back when we were making those And comments. sometimes, yeah, the girlies may not have evidence. We just have intuition. It is what it is, okay? And now... Now, I'm going to do something that you all truly don't deserve, but I'm going to show you it anyway because it's one of those things. If I had to see it, now you did. So, Is it the blowjob one? Yeah. So, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> too bad. So, speaking of Lindsay Shaw, crazy that I didn't even know this. Apparently, Lindsay Shaw and I don't know what his name is, but Ned from the show. I didn't, I never watched Ned's Declass. What was it called? Ned's The Classified School Survival Guide. It was kind of an ass show, for sure. I did see a few, but like, yeah, the, the show sucked. Um, she got fired from Pretty Little Liars. Oh, did she? Apparently. But they have a podcast now, and it's called Ned's Pod? Or Ned's Declassified Podcast? I don't know what the fuck it's called, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's one of those names. Oh, Ned's Declassified Podcast Podcast Guide? That's so weird. Okay, anyway. Do you remember... Hmm. The first that I What are you going to ask on this podcast? <laughs> first what? BJ. I actually do. You really want to talk about this on the pod? I just wanted to say that I felt like a failure from that point because- He after, didn't finish. I know. Yep. No, not. Oh. You didn't. You didn't. After a moment, he just said, thanks. Okay. And you got up and you went to the bathroom and you did your thing. 
No. I don't 100%. remember that at all. So which one do you remember? The one on the couch? No, I remember the one in the backseat of your car. We can't talk about this on the pod. Wow. <laughs> Dude, yeah, we, I can't believe. We got believe. busy. We got busy in quite a few places. The way... I'm not even joking. That's a highlight I would have passed that away with that information. Up. That information would have been only in my heart and nowhere else. That is so embarrassing. He literally hated it so much. He got up and went to masturbate in the bathroom. Like, why are you sharing this with the room? This is not even something like you drunkenly share with your friends. Maybe like your best, best friends. But everyone kind of lived for this and was like, oh my God. Like, because most people didn't even know they dated or whatever the fuck. But anyway, yeah, that's a fun little tidbit I had on Lindsay Shaw. Anytime I see her or hear about her name, I'm just going to think about her failed BJ. That's her legacy. Why would she bring it up? Why would he leave it in the show? I just am so confused at the choices made here. I'm just going to say it right now. I don't know their situation, but either they're definitely still fucking or she is like highly in love with him. Like there's some weird energy. And girlies, if you don't know I'm right by now, then I don't know what to tell you. I've seen some weird clips of them talking about past relationship stuff before, but... Not, nothing like this. But yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, there <laughs> is more about Christy Carlson. Like, I think Alexa's done like a full episode now. She did. Yeah, she did like an open letter to Christy Carlson Romano. Yeah. We'll link that below. You should go watch sure. that. And I think that it just reveals more of the kind of person that Christy has turned out to be. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's pretty much all we have for you guys today. And I hope you enjoyed it. That was a weird one. Yeah. And I feel like there's also so much going on on the internet right now. There was like a trillion other topics people yeah. wanted us to cover, but this is all we had time for today. So we'll see you on Monday for the rest of the shenanigans. But anyway, yeah, I hope you guys had a wonderful week and have a great weekend. And as always, we will see you on Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye.